0: Hello and welcome to episode 100 and something of the Talking Wednesday podcast. <laughs> Where are we? 39? 40? Is it a, 40? 40 yeah. I believe it's 40. Talking Wednesday check. episode 140. Just before I did um, sat down to do this podcast, my mic arm broke. So I'm not leaning all lazily towards you. I've had to prop my microphone on a vault boy that usually holds my phone. From Fallout, the little phone holders you get. I know a lot of people have got the little Grogu ones. Yeah. I've got a Vault Boy and I've currently put a harness around his head. He's got, I'm not a, gonna, he's got I'm not a mic lie, cage.
1: It's a very, very impressive jerry rig. I'm not going to lie. I'm very impressed.
0: It works. It kind of looks like the microphone is levitating slightly. <laughs> I, would, I might even pick it up to show you. Hang on. Oh, dangerous. There you go. This is dangerous. <laughs> but he's kind of just... He's, he's kind of just hanging in there. Um. But yes, James and Jake with you this week. You were on last week, were you? It was Jack. It was Jack. It was my birthday. It was your birthday. Sky and I got man.
1: yelled at you on Twitter to have a day off. <laughs>
0: I just, I just don't get it, Jake. You just don't take this time, and I had, and then I realized, oh my god, it's because it's the only time you get to breathe. So you actually go out and make videos, and that's actually why you're on YouTube to avoid your child. Yes.
1: <laughs> and before that, to avoid my wife.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a, It's a great time to be saying that. That is right, a great time, mate. You
1: watch the podcast? Thanks. Okay, <laughs> Do you yeah, but you do, do know who watches me.
0: this podcast who will definitely message you.
1: Nah. <laughs> if they do, I'll hunt them Jack back. Will. Jack, yeah, Jack will.
0: Jack will. probably will, actually. <laughs> That's who I was talking about. Jack will. Yeah.
1: Yeah, um, yeah well, I was on it last like you and Jack, and it was a good episode.
0: Yeah, it was fun. Um Obviously, Talking Wednesday Extra is also sort we're of... Doing, we're doing the backlog in a, in a few weeks, actually. In, in a couple of weeks, we should actually be caught up, which is yep. great because um, we are doing that a little bit differently. And to be honest, if that works, we might look at slightly changing the membership around Christmas to make mm. things a little bit more available in certain areas, but also maybe up the frequency that we do stuff. Because to be honest, the new format, even though it, it requires worked. a lot of my end editing... It could probably work with our recording schedules a little yeah. bit more to be to do to do maybe more content than just the one members only video for five pound and above members. Uh, well, the four ninety nine here, sorry, not five pound, yes. four ninety nine. It's a better deal than that. Um, but please do um, join us at membership. Membership available from ninety nine p, and um, you get you can get loads of different perks to the channel, such as talking Wednesday the extra, such as emoticons those sort of membership badges for the time you've been a member. And the top tier gets you credited in everything we do on the YouTube channel. So that's Talking Wednesday and the Dexterity Box channel there. Every piece of content gets you in the credits for it because you are basically helping us produce that content. So you should be credited for that. Um, So um, this week, Sheffield Wednesday got to go in with their new manager, Danny Rull. We did. We saw... Actually, no. Before that, how's your week been, mate?
1: Um, it's not been bad actually. I've been able to do a couple of tech upgrades. Uh, new RAM in my computer. Thank you for that, my friend. Um, which right. is acting like I, I, I bought needed. the whole RAM. I didn't. No, he didn't. He just, just, gave just a computer <laughs> for it, which has helped. Um, so new RAM in computer, sorting this base out a little bit more to make it a bit more functional. And yeah, we're just we're in that. I think we are, as of recording right now, we are six weeks away from baby. So it's now getting down to counting down days and it's scaring the living Christ out of me. Uh it's not great. Uh but it's gonna be here sooner than I think. And yeah, I'm I'm prepared and I'm not prepared if that makes sense. It's one of those strange kind of things where I think I'm ready, but my head going, you're not, but I'm like, you managed to keep one child alive. It's not like a sim kind of thing. If you can <laughs> keep if you can keep a sim alive, you can keep a child alive. And if you can keep that alive, you can go join the Royal Marines or something. Uh how's
0: your now, weeping? I was mate? gonna say you go is that where you're going with this? How's your weeping, mate? Um, alright, actually. Um still not really doing knowing what I'm doing fully at work but I have been doing some bits this week um I got soaked this morning Jake so oh, that's part of the reason um yeah how was the flooding up here hair. was it any bad um actually I was all over on because uh, I was working actually Thursday Friday Saturday in terms of travel so I had to go through Sheffield and I got caught in Sheffield flood water, but only the outskirts right um I only had to go through a couple of bits and nothing too deep i've I've not had a good history with the flood water in a car before that's a story for another day, so <laughs> I don't mess about yeah do you know what i mean so it it's a case of um i
1: I You're wasn't going to
0: travel if it got too bad but mm. yeah it's it's to be honest it's not been great it's not it's not been ideal but it's in terms of travel but I must say I can't really say much when I've seen people's houses get completely flooded yeah. so i've got a yeah, it's not literally
1: he's six months into a house he bought and it flooded um and when he had to do like his insurance they said didn't there was no risk of floods and stuff like that and now it's just killed all his insurance premiums and everything because now it has got a history of flooding it's now going to be on the record, and he's just gutted because he's only recently just had it all fully carpeted downstairs as well. So, I feel
0: for him. <sighs> and um, yet we cons- we continue to build houses on flood plains. Yep, it's in the name flood plain. Is <laughs> there's not one that's gone up? Um, there's one very. S- distinctively um, somewhere out where is it out near sort of like you know Mastin Moorway yes there's a new housing development up that's going up there that I used to drive past and watch flood yeah and then a couple of years ago I saw that they uh, the built property development on there <laughs> and I was like why that's not gonna go well is it no it's probably not the best idea well, it's,
1: it's like where they we'll built see. all the new houses up near Utterbridge. They bought all new houses where the old mill was, the paper mill, and that's notoriously known for flooding. Yet they put houses on it.
0: <laughs> I know it's a case of you get you get your drainage in there and you try and divert the flood water somewhere else, but we need houses as well, so there, there is no real great cat 22. solution on that front. Yeah,
1: the so cat twenty-two, which doesn't help. But it is what it is. Just be lucky the geography children isn't here. You'll get a lecture about it.
0: This is where I go. Maybe we put limits on the amount of properties people are allowed to buy so more people can buy and new houses wouldn't have to be built as much. And people can't just have. I've not got Do- anything against landlord situations All right, before anybody starts. Because I think renting is, is fully valid and fully. But we maybe, maybe limit them to how many to have. Yeah. 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 I think there's a lot of
1: people who bought... it like a, there was a house on our street that went up for sale and the person sold it and they bought it. I think they've paid three times as much of what it was worth, yet they live down in London mm. and have never seen the property.
0: I and mean, well, they've never is the come thing, like, it's, it's It's them sort It's like I'm... I've got mates, and I do the same. I've got I've got a mate who um, worked straight from school, uh, bought his first house, grafted and grafted and grafted. He's now just moved, and he's renting out that old house. Completely, that makes sense. you know what I mean? That, yeah, that, that makes completely sense. makes sense. Yeah, make some money off it. You know, have that paid off. You've earned that. You could even do it maybe with a, with the second one, but it's it's a case of like it's when people literally will go up north especially from down south as you said I've mm. seen this a lot and they will just buy a load and it's like right but now you're basically causing a thing where people don't want to pay the exor- the, the rents in those situations yeah I mean I've been quite lucky in terms of I've found places that rent fairly we, we
1: have you know uh, I think the highest we paid rent ever when we were renting was 450 quid a month and we got lucky yeah we got really lucky. And I think that th- I think the thing is I'm all I'm all for people having a couple of properties like one or two. It's when they get like ten, maybe fifteen and go, oh we we'll are just happy to I had put it to our portfolio. Port Vol- but I also understand that's that like, their business. That is how they make their money, that's the- what their job is. It's like I said, it's cat twenty two. It's very, very difficult. And I think that I do know people who say, Never met my landlord, he don't live anywhere near us. Like one of my main mm. landlords doesn't even live in the country; lives in Dubai. Well, we aren't.
0: It's like we aren't buying yet. We're gonna, no. we're gonna, we're gonna rent until it's a case of rent under the crash. No, we're <laughs> gonna, per- <laughs> yeah, that, for that as well. <laughs> and that we um we permanently settle somewhere. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's a case of um, but again, you find the places where you feel like it's a it's an ethical situation. It's mm. like I wouldn't. I wouldn't really want to have. I've had family members that have like had those apartments that people just buy yeah. entire blocks and stuff, and I kind of understand with apartments, but it's like the people that have, that genuinely own like ten houses and they don't even they're not on call. I don't care if the person who's actually doing it is there, and if you call them, they're yeah. there to do it. But it's the, you see these things down south, and they say, "Oh, we'll send a contractor up eventually," that sort yeah. of thing. And I, w- I just my, wouldn't live there. Whereas my uncle, where my I've uncle the cracky, things like that is good
1: my uncle owns a house he doesn't live in it but he rents cuz the house he's living in he's lived in his entire life and he rent's been set at a certain price but he bought a house like back in the i think it was like late 90s so he just had a property on the market and he just rents that out
0: yeah as long as he maintains it and stuff like that oh yeah um yeah well that's that's the thing it's um gone are the days with the I like people like have rented into houses for their whole lives, you know. It's yeah. like how a lot of people went up. Oh, you they had that thing, I don't know if they still do but they had the thing where you could hold like you could end up you rented your council house, but then you could end up buying it and things yeah. like that as well, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, um, but anyway, I think everything just yeah. to get better for everyone yeah. else. Um, I, I, it's just funny because I was having a conversation this morning about um with somebody at work about. And they were just telling me a few stories that heard from people struggling at the minute. It's just it's just horrible. You it just, know yeah, I
1: mean? it's just it's just horrible. To hear it. like Sarah got people she works with, and she got a couple of nurses like she's really chummy with, and there's so many nurses that are like saying we got we're on food banks.
0: Yeah, and, and they're in good, high-paying jobs. Do you know what? you know What's you know what really weird? It, um, a mate yeah. of mine's got kids in in one of the schools, and said that it's the smallest they've ever seen like his actually his wife actually works in the school yeah and like harvest festivals usually this time where everyone's bringing everything yeah. in but you can tell there's a massive change Cause because the ma- it, the you know, the stuff that people in. are bringing in for harvest festival there's hardly mm. it, yeah it's just trickling in and it's like yeah. oh dear yeah um but anyway, should we bring some cheeriness into this and talk about how Sheffield Wednesday have <laughs> still not got a win? <laughs> <laughs> oh, shall we? Okay. Um. So, Danny Rules now had his first game in charge against Watford. Talk me through how you see saw this one, Jake. You know what?
1: It wasn't a bad game. Under Sitco, the issue I had under Sitco was that the players just didn't seem to understand what they were doing. They were playing football, it just didn't seem they knew what position to be or where to go. Danny Roll's been in charge five days, and he got on playing, they know what position to go. It was actually a really good first half where we were knocking the ball around and trying to make things work. And you could see the high pressing he was trying to do. So Windaf was trying to get the press going, Um, Masaba had an excellent game yet again why do you
0: say i'm sorry i've got to pull you up on it again because you keep doing it it...
1: i always say it differently
0: musaba i always say it
1: differently musaba musaba that's even worse (laughs) like i said i always say it differently
0: he had I don't, a, yeah, it's just... No, it's just... It's, it is the Harry Potter vibes every single time, and I can't not think it, so please stop. <laughs> Carry on.
1: Well, if he comes a wizard and he starts going, I'm going to say even more. Okay. <laughs> he <laughs> yeah, had an excellent right. game, and I thought actually Bambo Diaby actually had a good game, because the last couple of times I've seen him out, he looked like a headless chicken, uh, because he just looked all over the place. But the thing is... Second half-wise, they stepped it up a little bit, but they only stepped it up when the penalty decision happened and that got overturned. Now, I've seen this multiple times, and I can see why it was overturned. But it's also, I I think it's been a long time since I've seen a referee go to the lino and change it. But again, we had it last year versus Plymouth. We had a goal, and the lino turned around and said it wasn't, if you remember, at home. So it does happen. And I think them not having us have the penalty, it gave them a bit more motivation. It kind of let them know, right, we've got a game now. They kind of stepped I think technically it
0: was a penalty though, wasn't it?
1: It's, uh, yes and no. He does get the ball, but he also gets a bit of a player as well.
0: Kind of thing. Because By the beat... laws of the game, you can give a penalty for it. So I'm saying it was a penalty.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but... Because it's not the thing
0: where you're not allowed to take that. You're not really allowed to take the man in a certain way if you even yeah. if you get the ball. Yeah, there's that side of it as well.
1: Also, but then yeah. to then give Sorry. a corner if it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, kind of thing. I think I think yeah, the thing we have a... got is mm. second half they really started to show a little bit more after that. Uh, and their goal was just a little bit of a sucker punch because he went to three at the back after playing four. Uh, and I've seen people call out uh, Akin for positioning, but it wasn't Akin, it was Barry. Barry just didn't put a leg in the tackle to let the bloke go. And then Akin's having to run back into the centre-back position because he wasn't playing the left-back there He was playing a part of a three in the centre-back on the left, a position he has played and does play well in. And he's just, gone on, he's just basically gone on a run and hit it, and it's low. Dawson probably should do better, but he's probably cited, But we did lose, but I saw a much better performance. I saw a team that was actually trying to get into the game and try and do stuff. If you actually look at the stats, I mean, that's the first time in a long time I've seen those had 10 shots. Yeah. It might be two on target, but it's still 10 shots.
0: Yeah, so going through those stats then, um, it was 59% possession for Watford, 41 for Wednesday, 12 shots to 10. Three to two in shots on target, so again not that clinical. Um, four to five in terms of corners and fifteen fouls for Watford to our six, so they were
1: now in the few sit, fouls guys, there. We were fouling all the time. It seems like we've got a bit yeah. of discipline. Block. Oh,
0: don't get me wrong. I, I looking at it, I was like, okay, I can see that the, the players are up for this, and there's there's different signs and. Um, You can tell that there's a bit more intensity there, for Mm. example. Uh, What worries me, and I've been saying it for probably two seasons, is where's our striker, Jake?
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Where's the person that's going to
0: score the goals in this team?
1: It's been what we've been saying for a good couple of seasons before even we were doing podcasts. We were saying it on each other videos at times we never really Because you would out. think the
0: only person we've got in that mould is Michael Smith, somebody who can score goals to no end, but no manager seems to want to stick with him in the Championship. So is Which he that? Do we give him the a good runners that? In the
1: championship.
0: We, I, I, I genuinely think we need to stop messing about with it and either make him that man mm. or, and I hate to say this because I want Johnson back in the squad, we need a free now.
1: There's not many free strikers t- tr- 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 though at the minute.
0: I know. Do you know what we actually need to do? We need to. We need to. Well, the reason we need to find a free and find a Maraca. I don't know. Do some work. Do some. Do some scouting. Find a free agent. <laughs> something. Yeah. Bring somebody out of retirement. Uh, bring closer in and. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, no, but. What you could do with is, is um, when it gets to January, you sack off like Fletcher. You send him back to Watford. Yeah. You send back the loans, and you and you free up some more squad slots. I think you probably keep Hendrick because I reckon mm. there's a player there that will come out under rule. I tell you who did well in this game as well, Patterson.
1: Patterson seems like he finally got a manager that understands who he is and what he does.
0: Well, Pat- Patterson has always been about running and pressing in intensity. Yeah. So this is a this is sort of his dream, and it's probably the manager's dream.
1: I will say Wilkes came on, and I think when he made that change for Anthony for Wilkes, it didn't work. Wilkes is so rusty. He got he got a first up, but he ain't got a second. And yeah, I'm I think there's dying. a lot of
0: pressure on him as well, and I think you can see it. He feels it.
1: Yeah, he he, he won that definitely. He's around his shoulder, but if it's still if he's still not like. Even getting close to being in the team or scoring goals, I say in January do we cut our losses and try and get somebody to take him, and we try and use that to get an actual striker? And I don't want to say that because I think I think he will come good at a different club. It just might be a case that it's not going to be this club.
0: I, to be honest, in the state we're in, Jake, I'd get gi- I'd give him a run of games and I know that might be a weird for people hearing, but we're not going to see it. I, I can't make a judgment until I've ever bloody seen him in a run of games.
1: The thing is, if you actually look at his record, 12, until yet it was like 12 starts, couple of assists, and a goal or two. He does do well when he plays. It just We don't see consistency from him. That's the issue. Can
0: Musaba play on the left? Yes. No. Then... I don't know. I know some players struggle to play on the opposite side, but could you put Masaba on the left? You can keep Windass as the nine if you want, mm. and then put Wilkes on the right.
1: Possible. The thing is, the, the actual formation they were playing in when he came on was ideal because it was what he played all the time at Hull. So it was ideal for yeah. what he does. Uh, lineups, let's look. He was on the left, yeah, and Buckley was on the other side. We had like a four-four-two to start off with.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, it's because I'm just thinking about when Wil- Wilkes did that sprint down the right. Yeah, I think um,
1: he changed. He changed it to three at the back.
0: Yeah, so he's already he's already moulding the formations. I just think I th- I think we need to give him time. And we've got we've got time to give him. I don't. I I want to see him in a run of games. I want to see a settled formation. I want to see. And if it's all right, if it's not going to be him in the settled formation, I want to see some form of settled formation that starts to actually pick up. Um, The one thing that would worry was the
1: change of formation. Willing to go right, we're going to go attacking and try and go for it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know. Completely. You know what I cons- what will concern me against Plymouth. Oh, by the way, dexterity, watch Plymouth be on the channel. Um, the and there will be one for Sunday as well, but we might actually do something because that's very close to podcast record day. We'll see. Yes, it does. Um, are you doing your review show or? Uh, you mean with uh, the lads? Yeah.
1: Uh, I will be, but I can do a show if need be. Like Just because
0: I'm thinking it might be a case of we'll either do... You guys seem to enjoy that sort of like watch-along pod style thing. We either might do that or something or a pod before or a pod after or something because that way we don't need to sit down on Monday as well and it's fresh yeah. in our minds, isn't it? Yeah, that's a be um, But yeah, so... There will be coverage of both of the next games and what would concern me if going into that Plymouth game we see um, a situation where... He feels like he needs to make wholesale changes, which I don't think he does. And I, I don't think he'll he does. feel that either.
1: I think he saw yeah. a lot out of the team and saw what, what he needed and what he was try. You've got to remember, he's been in five days and it seems like they've taken a lot of what he said very quickly. And the thing is, I'm going to use an old Darren Moore phrase, classroom time. It seems like Danny liked to get, de- before they go into training session. go, here's the screen, here's the projector, this is what we're working on, we're doing this. We're under or I think there were none of that. And I think the players are actually having youth to having that situation where it's all data-driven, we're looking at the last map beforehand to work on it, instead of just going straight into training and being intense. And I think yeah. that suits the players a lot more. And I think the thing that I noticed when they did the training sessions, do you notice when they did the inside training how many bloody cameras are set up around the just the training picture to capture everything?
0: Yeah, they, they've got to go on the PR front as well. They've got to make it seem like Wednesday. Um, they've got to they've got to make it seem like it's a happy place to be again, and they've got to try and bring that in. You know. Mm. Um. The question I'm going to ask, Jake, is the question that a lot of Wednesday fans are asking at the minute. We can't really bring in a striker. We've got that free slot, but if Johnson comes back in, that's his. So yep. is it time now to give Kadamateri a go? And, and I, I know we've not really asked that, but is it, is it becoming time?
1: I, I'm at that point where I think it is time. My worry is I just don't want a lad to come into it and be in a situation where we're not winning games and it kill his development and his confidence due to it. Or it does the opposite and it puts him going, I'm the man, I'm going to do this, I'm going to get it done. Because it got revealed, I think, yesterday or today that we had a bid from West Ham and we turned it down kind of thing. Yeah, And I think this shows you how much faith we've got in this young man and his family, because look, we signed his brother to a scholarship. His brother's only 13, and you don't get the scholarship till you're 16. So it's one of those things where I think it's time, but it's which game do you bring him into to do it? And what? how long does he leave it off the bench kind of thing? Because you're not going to throw him in straight away at the first start. But again, you look at Leeds, they're playing Archie Gray in the middle, he's seventeen. And he's botting a midfield for Leeds. If if yeah. Kadamarchi going, is what
0: eighteen
1: now. Uh, I believe so. Let me have a look.
0: So is it that stage where he can play senior football? Yeah. Jude Bellingham's twenty.
1: Yeah, they. Oh, he's born in two thousand and five. Oh.
0: Yes, you're old, Jake. Thank you. But um. <laughs> He scores goals, week in, week out. right? And what do we need? Goal. Goals. Goal. Yeah. And what does he need? Goal. He needs professional football. Yeah. He needs that time. And even if, I just, I can't see any real disadvantage with it because we don't have to register him.
1: We can't do the thing we did with her where we're like, we'll wait, we'll wait, we'll wait. Just get him in. We've done this once, it failed. Yeah, because Herf was in the same position going week in, week out for the under 18s and doing well. We can't have this happen, even again. that
0: training with the first team squad being moved into the first team squad and training with them would be massive, I think. Yeah, as well. He only because doing. if he can start, yeah, but I'm thinking in terms of like, is, is how long has he been doing it for like. Like fully with the tw- with the first teams. I know he's been on the bench a couple of times, but is he in normal training?
1: Uh, yeah.
0: Or is he still doing a lot? Yeah. Because what I'm thinking is just in my head, I'm thinking if you can link him up with players like Barry Bannon, and he starts to get an idea of where yeah. to move when Barry's pinging it. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just yeah. like, the there's just things that, that can add up. Yes, it's like that would of, be the I, thing I, that you build I, up.
1: But I'm also bringing Joey Poof in as well. I'd bring them both
0: in. Yes, here. I would as well. Because yeah, yeah. we
1: need that level of speed. And I have said it in the past, and it was a off the cuff comment, but you are showing a little bit with Windass. Yes, he's probably still feeling that dead leg. He's lacking than what he was when he was last in the championship. And you're seeing that.
0: I yeah, but I think is I think Windass will come into his own. Don't get me wrong, but I think mm-hmm. it's one of those things where we just don't seem to have the options. And I know it's difficult for me, but like if you're gonna have like Gregory Smith, Windass all in the squad, it's like they're not all gonna play, or if they're all gonna no. play, nothing. Nobody offers anything. To, let us at least have a look at Kadimate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I I just think I just think I think in terms of that intensity and that youth, you get him into the squad, you get him used to that that press that Roll keeps talking about and the intensity that he wants, he's the right age for that sort of project to come in and be the man that does that. And and we, the thing that's going to save us now, Jake, is goals.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can't be drawing games. We need to be winning games now and winning them by a country mile because we need the goal difference to go up now. And the thing is, the other player you've completely forgotten, who we didn't see much of, Gatterman. What do you do with Gasami? Because he don't have to be Gassama. registered either. Gasami, yeah. and he don't have to be I'll registered either. Because if you actually look at our forwards according to the Wednesday website, Gregor Winda, Wilt Patterson, Smith Fletcher, well, he can go back to Watford. Sorry, uh, sorry, mate, you're just not for me. <laughs> he's just, he, he, the minute he's, he,
0: he's just not working in a, a squad no. slot, is he? I want him to come good, but I've not seen anything. No. Sadly, and I think uh, I want every Wednesday player to come good, which is why I say that. By the way,
1: yeah. If they're wearing a blue and white shirt, I'll support them till they're here because that's what you do. But it's just, he just doesn't seem to know what—it's not—not—he doesn't seem to know what he's doing. He just doesn't seem set up for the team we're playing, like the the style of mm-hmm. play. And I think you saw what the style of play is going to be, but with the way Danny really wanting to play, it needs quick players.
0: Yeah. Um, let's move on to the championship review. We've still not got into the news. You can tell we've not done a podcast for a while. I've done like half an hour just chatting about all the game <laughs> stuff, which is good. The old good days. Boy. Um, yeah. Rotherham Ipswich which was postponed. Preston one, went- Millwall one. Up just a bit. Hull City one, Southampton two. West Brom nil, Plymouth nil. Swansea one, Leicester City three. Bristol City one, Coventry nil. Middlesbrough one, Birmingham nil. Norwich 2, Leeds United 3, Watford 1, Wednesday one, uh, nil, Stoke City 2, Sunderland 1, Blackburn 1, Cardiff nil, Huddersfield 2, QPR 1.
1: Now in this, so there you go. we Some have a week of Millwall getting rid of Gary Rowett, what the hell, and Birmingham City getting rid of Houston to bring in Wayne Rooney. Yes. That one doesn't make sense to me.
0: It doesn't. It genuinely doesn't to me, because what's Rooney done? Just kept Derby up. Yeah, and that's why you question the the thoughts behind it, don't you really? But there we go. Yeah. He um he might come good. There might be a sign there, but he's not proven. He, wa-
1: he, wa- he wasn't very happy with the middle of the fans, though. Did you see that?
0: I didn't know i have been so, in the ba- So basically,
1: so basically, they were chanting about his old escapades uh, behind the scenes when he got caught with a certain yeah yeah person yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah, and they just kept on chanting it, and he he was looking like he's about to chin someone.
0: <laughs> welcome back to America. Uh, welcome back to the UK after going to America. They don't just go. Hey, oh, just, go, just, let's, just wait until it's Leicester City
1: versus Birmingham. Vardy <sighs> versus the Roonies again.
0: <laughs> That's going to be a laugh. <laughs> anyway, into the news. So this is probably our our top story in terms of how it will change the club slightly. So this is from the Wednesday website. COO leaves Hillsborough. Sheffield Wednesday's chief operating officer Liam Dooley has left Hillsborough to take up the position of chief executive officer with League One Shrewsbury Town. Liam joined the Owls in April 2019 and has been in the role of COO since May 2021. General Manager Alistair Wilson, who has worked side-by-side side at Hillsbury with Liam throughout his tenure, now assumes the sole leadership of the commercial and operational arm of the club. Liam told SWFC.co.uk, It has been an honour and a privilege to represent the club, and I would like to thank the chairman, the staff and the fans for all their fantastic support throughout. I am excited to take up my new challenge as CEO, with Shrewsbury, and wish everyone at Sheffield Wednesday all the very best. Our chairman, Deshvon Chancery, said, I would like to place on record... My thanks to Liam for his hard work and dedication at our club. We all wish Liam well in his new role at Shrewsbury Town. End quote. So, this is quite the change up top in mm. terms of it doesn't look like we're going to have a COO anymore. Jay, what were your initial thoughts when this one came out? Um, It didn't surprise me because there have been ru- rumours and rumblings that he wasn't...
1: Not necessarily happy, but like things are happening because I think we've seen a couple of times where you've seen on Twitter as he left, as he resigned and that stuff, because I think Cran and Miller at the star kept on getting those kind of questions. I don't I don't know, because I think he's actually done a good job when he come in. Cause the host and say deal that came in was six figures. And apparently that was pretty much close to paying for Malik Wilf when we got him in, kind of thing, the money that came from that. But I think the issue you got is that it again it's short term thinking up top again, without a long term thing. Just having someone who's already done it. Who Alex the Wilson been here since like twenty eleven time, kind of thing. And right. I think before that he was a uh, I think he was head of retail, uh, for the club shop. So it's someone who's been here. I d- I don't know. I can understand it from Liam's point of view, chief Sexter. it's a higher role, more responsibility. He got more of an arm. Uh, I will say something. What Liam did was he brought communities in. He had done great work behind the scenes, igniting all the communities, trying to get more community involvement, trying to get that outreach going and get the club feeling more community led. It needs to continue. And if, if Alex had been working side by side with him, he got to take on what he was doing and carry on and run with it because he did do well on that side. But again, it, it just feels like what is the next role kind of thing because I thought we were starting to turn a corner by having someone like a COO in who didn't know the club. I thought it was quite good to have someone who an outsider coming in than having someone who had already been there.
0: I do question how much control he had because you'd think someone like a COO or something... Obviously, maybe a CEO, we don't have one of them. But they decide the pricing in the stru- structures in the club with the ownership and things like yeah. that. Do you think? I don't think Liam Dooley was ever getting a say on ticket prices or merchandising no. prices or things like that, do you?
1: No, not at all. I have a funny feeling it was like, this is what it's going to be and you're going to implement it.
0: Yeah. It, it, it might have been more of a case of, oh, well, you can talk to people and try and bring in deals and stuff and you can... Uh, you can organise owls in the park if it ever comes back, and do all you know, do this sort of outreach thing, and get the community groups involved, and be on that side of things, yeah. and make it give give us more of a PR front maybe as well. By but, the way,
1: owls in the park is never coming back.
0: No, it's not. Not now. Tramlines moved there.
1: Not now. Tram lines It's like never coming back, which is a shame. Uh, they would ha- they would have to do it like right. Right, Uh, right after the, the season ends, pretty much.
0: Yeah, it's it's it wouldn't it it wouldn't work anymore, sadly, because they uh decided to get rid of what made Tramlines good, and thus removing Al's in the spending park more, as well. So spending more Bit, money. I on can be bitter grass. about two things. Mm-hmm. The thing is, though, you you talk to any sort of like. You sort of like see any sort of like ser- sort of 60, 70 year old on Twitter and tramlines in Hillsborough Park's the best thing ever. When tramlines when it wasn't in Hillsborough Park for me was the best thing With ever. The best but thing that, ever. then yeah. I just sound <laughs> old. Do you know what I mean? So Yeah. Um It is. I do understand why they've done it though, because it becomes more like Liverpool have got a version of it called Sound City, so like their Mm -hmm. festival and stuff like that, and that's kind of like our level. That's kind of our level of festival. What that is, where you don't have probably. You don't have the all-time big bands sort of like the Reading and Leeds headliners headlining there, but you would well, have you, the people that are probably on like the, the second and third stages there headlining the festivals, you know what I mean? Well, if you
1: think about tram lines, Liam worked quite closely with them because the the uh, tap, the the kind of bar was open and stuff at the club. So yeah. he had a structure in helping, like getting beer prices in and stuff like that. Again, I, like you said, I don't know how much he got actually to get his feet under... And actually, do things without being
0: told this is how it's going to be done.
1: And be interesting,
0: Liam. Come on the podcast, tell all you, again, you're a CEO now, you don't need to worry about any of that. <laughs>
1: again, it's that whole thing is how much micromanagement is Chan series still doing, and how much of it do we believe he is hands off? Which I don't think
0: he is. No, but um, he's managed to quiet the noise for a little while with this new management change. We just better yep. start winning soon or they'll be back at his door. Yep. Speaking of changes in the club, though, I had a hiccup I was trying to describe. I uh, d- 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 disguise, I didn't do it very well. Um, You've been doing a podcast with me for way too long, my friend. <laughs> I have. I've also, I'll be honest, this podcast is not comfy because I'm having to lean on the table like this <laughs> and I feel like I'm going to get a hunch in my back. Um, Because of this stupid microphone situation. But there we go. Owls add to coaching staff. This again is from the Wednesday website. Danny Rull has begun shaping his backroom team with the addition of performance manager, Sasha Lenz. Rull was confirmed. Yeah, we don't need to know all about that. Uh, along with Rull... Lenz will begin working with the Isles squad. Again, we don't need to know all of that because these have taken from different times. This was just actually the day we released the podcast last week, I think. Yeah, Lenz, a former midfielder, played over 100 games in the second uh, the second Bundesliga. represent Frankfurt, Zwickau, Dresden and Darmstadt, 98. The new Isles coach has a degree in sports psychology from the University of Dresden and has worked on the coaching side of football since 2014. Twice at Dresden, Schalke. RB Leipzig and Manchester United. Welcome to Wednesday, Sasha. Moving on to Chris Powell joins Wednesday. The Owls can confirm the appointment of Chris Powell as assistant coach in Danny Roll's new-looking coaching team. Powell moves to Hillsborough with a wealth of experience in the game, most re- recently with Tottenham's Youth Academy, an England senior side under Gareth Southgate. After a successful playing career with 274 Premier League appearances and five England caps under his belt, the 50 year old has managed... 54-year-old has since managed Charlton, Huddersfield, and South End. The former West Ham defender has also enjoyed coaching roles with Leicester, Derby, Ado Dan Hag in the ne- uh, in the Netherlands. And Ado Dan Hag in the Netherlands. Yeah, I remember that team. They popped up when we were looking at a manager once. Mm, I can't remember. Yeah, they did. Um, Powell joins performance manager Sasha Lenz in Roll's backroom team ahead of the Germans' dugout debut. Yes, Watford, that's happened. Um, Roll said. I'm happy Chris is now here. He understands football and I'm looking forward to working with him. We met each other working for our national teams. It was immediately a good feeling. I'm feeling a good energy. We spoke about getting some experienced guys in. He understands the players. He's had a great journey and has been at the very top level. You thought we were done there? We're not. Danny Rull has added Henrik Pedersen to his backroom team as assistant head coach at Wednesday. The Dane moves to S6 following the arrival of Chris Powell. Adding a vast experience as coach and first team manager to the Owls roster. Pedersen leaves his position of manager as manager as a manager yep. of yep. um Vendessel FF in Denmark to link up with Rull, who he has known for over a decade. The World Travel's 45-year-old who has also held the manager position at Stromgudset in Norway. Braunschweig in Germany. HB Koj in Denmark and RB Garner in Ghana. The former Union Berlin assistant manager now moves to Hillsborough to link up with Roll ahead of the German first managerial outing against Watford on Saturday. Ruhl said, I've known Henrik for over 10 years. When I started my coaching career in Leipzig, he was the development coach for the Philosophy. Then he moved to RB Salzburg as a coach and we stayed in contact. He was then in Germany with Union Berlin and has a lot of experience. He understands my football and I like him as a person. We are really close and what I like is that he is a hard worker on the pitch. He is very powerful and this is what we need. Okay, so there's a lot there, Jake. Yep. He's got his coaching staff in. Mm, but um, yes, But he is come. still looking to bring in a yes. goalkeeping coach.
1: Uh, also, so, a set peak coach looks like he's coming in. There's another article in the document down below uh, in here about that. Um, I believe... Let's talk about in.
0: who's in currently, and then we'll talk about who he's got to bring in. So what are yes. you thinking about? Oh, uh, Chris wow. Powell is obviously one that stands out to me as a bit of a steal, to be honest. I think that's a great addition.
1: I think the one that stands out for me is actually Sasha Lenz
0: because he doesn't
1: just want us to be physically fit. He wants us to mentally be fit. Because if you remember when we did the playoffs, it's a big deal, we, yeah. had, we had the thing where we brought in Tom Batesman, who was coming in and just working with the lad's mind. Now, this is a bloke who went in at Man United with Ralph Rangnick. And Ralph Rangnick was like, how are you not got a sports psychologist? You are Manchester United. How are you? The biggest club in the world do not have someone to work out the play of minds. I think that one's the one that intrigued me more because it just makes more sense. But you know, getting Chris Powell in is just a cracking little bit of business because his experience. Yes, he made a joke in his interview about swinging on the crossbar that time when he was at Charlton <laughs> or was it Huddersfield? Um, but you look at what he's done recently. He part of that England setup that got to the World Cup final. So he can get on that kind of uh, experience. And you look at how he's setting up. Chris Powell is very... Euro's final.
0: Game.
1: Pardon? Euro's final, sorry. Are you, World
0: Cup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, We got to the semi of the World Cup. Was he... So he, he was senior team then? He wasn't with Southgate when he was doing the 21s then?
1: Uh, He, he was senior team, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sorry, carry on. Um,
1: I think that kind of level of... Knowing what it takes to get things going and try and motivate and he's, he's a left back in the game as well. What is the position we struggle with?
0: You're not suggested putting him at left back. No. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I, it, I was I well, was you kind of shocked to hear uh, close
1: out for retirement.
0: Yeah. Well, to be honest at this rate, just watch the Beckham documentary, just stick Beckham somewhere. Yeah, stick him on the yeah. Um, just just get any. I'd bring new you back. He'd find the back of the net. Yep. Oh, we missed that man. That's so going to cause some. That's going to cause some people to shudder. Um, but yeah, actually looking through, I think I think it's some great additions. I'm glad that he's brought in. Obviously, the money is flowing. There was a rumor that there was there was a, it was was it hundred or. Hundred to three hundred k or something. That uh, we spent for
1: Pedersen, for... it was yeah. six figures. That uh, yeah, so it was a hundred and sixteen thousand.
0: Okay. Kind of. Okay. Thing so to been, get him there's in. been a fee there to get him out of the club. And also, Some compo just just a big one on that one. We just got somebody who's a manager
1: who was managing a club to come and be an assistant. That yeah. shows you. It's, a it's lot definitely exciting that shows you a lot of respect though from him to for Danny. And the fact that they I loved I loved in his interview that he did, he said, me and Danny are both tactical freaks. I loved that.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> because what the one thing Wendy's had at times, we've always said on this podcast as well, we lack a different option. We don't have a good tactical mindset. You've got two people who like tactics and have worked with each other for 10 years or so that's got to have a good relationship going forward.
0: Yeah, and that's that's look that looks like, if um, the Examiner Live article is to be believed, what's going to continue? So from the Examiner Live, reading as follows, Sheffield Wednesday are working on the latest addition to their coaching staff. German coach Nico Norble formerly worked with in the Red Bull setup at Leipzig and so will likely be well known to the Nails' manager, Danny Rull. Ruller. Arrived at yeah we don't need that. Um, Noble has been out of work since leaving... Sorry, I'm I'm a little bit out of practice. But usually I glaze over certain things and we edit things. But um, Noble has been out of work since leaving his native Germany, where he saw his last post saw him head coach of FC Islandberg. Prior to that, he was in the Leipzig setup, acting in various roles such as assistant to their second side and also manager of their youth side. It is understood the Owls are working on a deal to get the appointment of Noble 43 ratified. And so he will
1: be a set-peak set coach
0: if he comes in. Which would be fantastic. Another thing for to have. you know, you know his have, last you know? job?
1: If I read it correctly, I think it was from 2015 when he was a manager, and I think it was up to 2019, 2020 before he left. That's some staying power you right. don't normally see kind of thing, and that shows a level of commitment.
0: I think it's one of those situations where I'm just happy in general to see the, the 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 caliber of staff we're linked with and the caliber of team that he seems to be building because in our situation, it's pretty dire. Do you know what I will say? And one reason I'll probably be eternally thankful to Darren Moore is I think the publicity we got last year has done us a lot of good. Yeah, it has. In terms of the fact that we've sort of like, pricked up the ears of a few managers. And you know, when you talk about the Wrexhams and the projects and things like that, I think people realised. Because the short-term memories in football, right? We as Wednesday fans know how our fans can turn out and what our away support is, for example, and and how we can make Hillsborough rock. You know, like we can, like that night, just the shaking in, the, you know, the, gra- in yeah. the ground, like when people were, the atmosphere was electric. Um, and oh God, that's such a cliche, isn't it? But now I've never felt an atmosphere like it, ever, mm. ever, and they're just yeah. the raw, the raw like emotion and shock and everything, and and just that just that sort of like Disney sort of fairy tale moment we had was so seen by everybody and was talked about in international football and international news and yeah. i think that's where you see Sheffield Wednesday all of a sudden they've just had this and then this next season starts and the new manager is absolutely stinking out the place the chairman's gone <laughs> seemingly off off the rails with certain things what's happened can we come in and stabilize and actually let's let's do let's pull a reset on that and try and get back to the build project because at the minute it's um it's, like it's a worrying to, like situation also, for Wednesday, but people are coming. People are coming in that can turn the fortunes yeah, of that. Perhaps
1: I like to also put to bed the myth that like Danny Ruddle is a cheap option. He's not. He's not at all. Danny's had to be bought out of his German contract, even though he wasn't. He was sacked as a German national team. He was still under contract with Germany because what they normally do in international jobs, you get put into different parts of the setup. So, you may lose it as a front facing, but you get put somewhere else to work with youth development or some, whatever. You've got Sasha coming yeah. in, can't be cheap. You've got, we've had to pay for sodding the manager, the assistant manager to come in who was managing. Chris Powell, can't see being cheap. I think, no. The thing is, I think this is Chancery going, I've messed up royally and going, I need to. the The thing is, he had. Sicko and Danny Rule, they were the top two. He, I think he's gone. Oh, look, he got a promotion on his CV. He can get us out. He's the one that's getting it. Instead of looking what Danny does or what Danny can potentially do when he's appointed.
0: Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. It's a case of he's either rebuilding and trying to learn from his mistakes again, which is fair enough, or he's prepping us for a sale. And uh, one of the big links is all these uh, Leipzig thing. A lot of people are going, are we going down the RB Leipzig route? Are we going down the Red Bull route, perhaps? However, we would talk about this, but this show would be very, very long. So that topic, to get our thoughts on what that is, is going to be on Talking Wednesday Extra. The next episode of Talking Wednesday Extra will all be about RB Wednesday, potentially, and the talks (laughs) around that currently. Um, And then if it becomes more mainstream, of course, we'll talk about it on the main show too. But um, yes, this is a more unfiltered version of the podcast, basically talking Wednesday Extra, so we could probably go a little bit more wild at the thoughts of our club yep. being rebranded. Um, but yes, I'm happy to see that. What I wasn't so happy to see, and I'm kind of like, really? Is the fact that Sheffield Wednesday have been fined 50 grand by the FA for the pitch invasion after that? Peter McGrain, we were just discussing. Yeah, You can't celebrate football anymore. Nobody got hurt. People do it all the time. I don't hear about fines about it all the time. What are they playing at?
1: I didn't hear about Burnley getting a fine. At, fine, and they did the same thing. I, I think. I think it's just one of those things where, again, like you said, everyone saw it. Everyone, it was the thing that if they don't put a fine on us, it means the net club that does it. It shows the net club if you don't control your players. I, I,
0: you know I know I know it's like it's very obvious to and it's so it is so Wednesday you, you, you are you are not there's something by against the us of the it, game, it,
1: you're not allowed to go on the pitch if you watch the Sheffield United Man United game a fan came on did the thing anyone can be carrying anything yeah, stewards are really but it feels bad. it
0: feels like I they've know, got it out for us I know stewards
1: stewards are bad at checking what people have got on them. Come on, how the hell do they get flares in when you're meant to be getting patted down each
0: time, right? Easily. I know. They, they're not they, they're not putting the rubber gloves on, mate. And going, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like... But you, you think... know what I
1: mean? I, I understand. I understand. At the end of the day, you're not meant to be on the pitch. But on something like that, you can kind of let it slide. It we just come back from the biggest deficit in a playoff history semi-final to win it. You can understand a bit of common sense. Going, They're going to go mental and go on the pitch. Chancery said, you don't know the fine that I paid a big." He knows the fine have been coming because he said it. He said it in that big long winded statement where he was having a go at us all uh, about (laughs) a certain fine. He's telling us off. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. It's going to be... He's going to pay it. He can't not pay it at the end of the day. But at the same time, I think a little bit of common sense need to be. But I do understand it under the letter, letter, of the law, you are not allowed to invade the pitch. My question is, I don't think I read anywhere about Man City doing it when they won their first ever Premier League trophy.
0: I just I've not really heard about too many fines about it in general. Mm. It's almost the case of when Sheffield Wednesday do something, that's when we're gonna we're gonna deal with it and say yeah. something. But that would—it's um... It's pathetic. Do you know what? Chancery, it was worth fifty k. Yeah, pay it just put, and send them a picture it and... of it. Fra- <laughs> send them a lovely <laughs> gift of a frame picture invasion. Can,
1: can, can he send a p- frame picture of it behind him and just have his middle finger up as he's doing it? Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I genuinely checks. would. I'd be like, I'd be like, just in case you actually wanted to make a bigger example of it, here's it in HD. <laughs> We've this is what a fan A3. base that have got um, this is what a fan base of that size and who get really annoyed and have had, had to do with a lot A3 of crap. This and is and what we
1: framed it and it's ready to hang up in your offices.
0: Me and Jack were stood there like do we go on? Mm. You know, and then we were like
1: I've seen so many people post do their things like going- this. I've seen so many people post the pictures on uh, Twitter, just going Chad Chancery Sodom, it was worth it."
0: <laughs> and because uh, I did, by the way, I, allegedly I did when I when the first time we did it. <laughs> allegedly I did, allegedly. Um, but the this time I was like, "We're filming this, Jack." And there's a mm. chance that if the FA do something like this, and then the cl- club has to like impose y- the people that are on camera doing it, it's a little bit, yeah. There's a little bit of that there. So we just... We didn't, and I I do regret that. But also, I don't really, to be fair. Because it was more of a case of... I remember this actually very much just watching... Just sitting there with Jack. Jack pretty much in shock. Do you know what I mean? And just chatting to people around me. Just like... Because we were in the stadium for quite a while. And then... Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to the matches that Wednesday have got to play for this week. So... Live on um, the Dexterity Box channel will be this Wednesday night. Plymouth versus Sheffield Wednesday who have got 12 points. Must win for Wednesday surely, Jack. Jack. Jake. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Too many James. Must win.
1: Um, it is a must win. It's it's a six point week. Let's call it what it is. It's a six point week very early on. Now, rather rather
0: rather than doing worse than Plymouth, we have to beat them on Sunday. Now but that now goes without saying. Thing. But we but it's a tough game. Plymouth has dropped
1: a little bit since their early form. They've really dropped. They're in twenty first now, and. Yes, I was speaking to a couple of our fans, and it said that one of them said to me, "It seems like they've been found out a little bit now." Now, do you want the funny thing about this game, Jack? Uh, God, sake, I'm doing now, James. Uh, do you want the funny Go bit on. about this? Do you remember the keeper that got injured versus Wednesday and Plymouth, Cooper, and all the Plymouth yeah. fans got all salty? because Jock Windass meant that? Guess who's just back from injury.
0: Yeah, Joshua doesn't
1: have
0: that. Yeah. So I, I do sport, rate Danny. Cooper. By the way, though, he's a captain like keeper. Cooper Coop is still somebody I think we should try and sign. Mm.
1: Definitely, it's like but. and home park isn't much a fortress like it was last season. It still is to a point, but that whole having run of not losing has ended, and we got to work on that fragility of their mindset a little bit. And I think this is where someone like a Sasha Lenz will come in and go, look, they were this, this, and this. And I think, I have a funny feeling that before the week starts, I think every player gets a sit-down talk with Sasha Lenz or they get talked to uh, the whole group and going, right, how's your heads? Because this is, again, I'm going to say it like it blew in the face. More clubs should have hired sports psychologists because it's more mind over matter than fitness now. Because it's the mind that yeah. seems to go wrong before the body does at times. And then the body, if the body goes wrong when you have an injury, then the mind follows. So it's good having that. If we can get a win and get the first win of the season, be massive. that. That would be Go, massive. And into, then
0: going into Rotherham. Going it, going into the weekend. Yeah, because the, the Rotherham game, they they really like the Rotherham. The Rotherham fans really like playing us and they really like the chance of getting something over us there. I'm not even gonna try. I'm not a baity person, so I'm not gonna try it, right? But like, all I'm
1: gonna say, I hope he starts Michael Smith.
0: I do too. A <laughs> wet and Michael Smith, please.
1: <laughs> <laughs> a wet
0: header, Smith brace.
1: It's, it's a very, very big, big, big week because if you look at this, we've got Argyle, we've got Rotherham. Then after this, we've got Bristol City. And then after that, we, I believe, we got Millwall at home. And then we have another international break.
0: If Rotherham are ever going to do the double over us again, by the way, it's probably this season.
1: Yeah, but Rotherham are not looking great. And they got, oh, no. oh, by the way, Andre Green can't play. He's injured.
0: He's I for thought he was there. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's out for the season. They they pick, they're picking up injuries like no one's business at the minute. as Well, like so, they're really struggling in that sense. So, get two wins and maybe we see that little bounce that we've not seen all season. I've al- I've already said on my channel, but I'll say it here as well. I think a win will boost the confidence. It may put us on a roll that we need to go and get them going. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, there's no international breaks for a while, is there? So uh, Millwall. We got
1: the Millwall. So you've got Plymouth, Rotherham, Bristol, Millwall, then a break.
0: We just need a run. Yep. We just need need a run. But yeah, let's see what happens from that. That's all I've got for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday. Anything to add this week, Jake? Um, Yeah, I just
1: want to give a little bit. It's a mini shout out. I know my uncle watches this. Uh, My uncle went to Sweden and he got me a Swedish Gothenburg shirt. And apparently oh, uh, nice. he mentioned the Talking Wednesday to some people out there because he's got friends who watch me who then watch me and watch the podcast. And they say they watch the Talking Wednesday and it said that it's their little bit of watching uh, what English football's like and how fans appreciate it over there. So he was saying you reach, he's I like love in that. Sweden. So he's like, don't That's worry, amazing. you has got people. Thank you. So,
0: so thank you very much. Thank you very much for watching. And you know what would be great if you could tell your uncle to ask them to watch Talking Wednesday podcast next time as well. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does that. He says, "Welcome to the Talking Wednesday." Do you know what? I'll take it. It's just the brand, isn't it? It's yeah. just the brand. Yeah, uh, the talk because te- technically we do have Talking Wednesday. You know, there's there's additional stuff, so it's not. It's just the Talking Wednesday as a collective, quite like yeah. that. Maybe I'll have to have to go down that route. But yeah, that's that's a nice note to end on. And I will say, if you've been affected um, by all the weather recently, please keep yourself safe. There's not there's nothing words can do, right? So I'm not one of those people who's just going to put... Uh, there's a lot of empty words in this world. I'm not one of those people who's going to put the empty words out there. But I will say, quite sincerely, it, it seemed pretty horrific for some people. And my thoughts are genuinely with you yeah. if you've been affected by that. Um, so yeah. take care, guys. And we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday.
1: See ya.